before that, I had no goal with my training. I didn't know why I was there. Like a lot of parents put their kids in, in practice because it's it's uh, the uh, parent's dream, you know. It's not the kid's dream. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of the, the thing for me at first. But I don't give anyone anything to hate up on, <laughs> I think, yeah. because I'm trying to be a good guy. And so even though it was it was my first loss, I was super happy with my performance. And I just felt like, man, I want to do this again. In today's society, everything is so fast. We want fast results. We want instant gratification, you know. Um, so just having a long-term goal and, like, not uh, rushing things too much, that is key, I think, to become successful, no matter what path you choose. If I get that Conor McGregor money, I will use every last penny to, to like, save this planet and, you know... <laughs> Plant trees, plant a trillion trees, save the rainforest, you know, get rid of the plastics in the ocean. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. Uh, I am super excited to be here today. And as you probably know by now, my mission is to help people like yourself to go after your dreams and hopefully we can give you some tools here on this show so you can level up in your life and create create what you want and not what your mom wants your dad wants your friends wants I kind of ask you the right ask yourself the right questions and go out and create your own life and we all know it's been a challenging year and uh, I think when we face challenges we can also see and learn a lot of things about ourselves and see where the gaps are in our own life and focus on developing them because life is beautiful and life is amazing and I really want you to be able to enjoy that. This week I have a friend of mine, a fellow martial artist and karate practitioner. He is a really cool guy. I I remember seeing him for the first time when we were at the national training. I think it was in 2008 or something. Uh, so we go way back and uh, we've seen each other a couple of times since then. And obviously Oliver and Camp, he has uh, gone on a pretty cool route in his life. Now he's an MMA fighter. He has three consecutive wins in Bellator in exciting fashion. So I'm just excited to have this man who has dedicated his whole life to martial arts. So without further ado, welcome Oliver Enkamp. Thank you very much. That was a great presentation. Yeah, can you just, for people that don't know you, why did you start with martial arts and, and why has it been so attractive to you to, to do this? So I was kind of born into this uh, martial arts environment because both of my parents ran a dojo uh, when I was born, uh, which is a karate um, gym, basically. And uh, my older brother, who's two years older than me, he started training as soon as he could walk. Uh, and uh, I was the, the last one to get on that train. And, uh, you know, the, the dojo became a normal place for me to hang out when I was a kid uh, and I would follow my parents to work more or less uh, and uh, join the training sessions and uh, what I believe it, it gave me most was not only 
like learning how to punch and kick and coordinate your body, which is also great for a kid to to learn uh, no matter what sports you do but also like the traditional values that that came with the karate like respect and discipline and pretty early that gave me like my stamp uh my my label in school you know when we grow up we kind of search our role who am i uh, when we become teenagers and I, I was early like the karate kid in school. So I, I, I really adapted that, you know, uh, title that I had and, and tried to live it in the best way that I could. And to be completely honest, I didn't like karate at all first. And when I was a kid, <laughs> I was super lazy. Like I only wanted to go out and play. So, uh, I would uh, go to the training sessions, but as soon as we had the first water break, I would try to sneak out and hide somewhere and not, not come back into the dojo. Uh, but I think uh, what got me motivated was when uh, I started competing because that gave me a goal. So before that, I had no goal with my training. I didn't know why I was there. Like a lot of parents put their kids in, in practice because it's it's uh, the uh, parents' dream, you know. It's not a kid's dream. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of the, the thing for me at first. But when I got to uh, start compete, I suddenly had a goal, like improving myself for every competition. I love that. And I love your when you're talking about it, this, you sound so excited and... <laughs> I think a, a lot of people, you know, if you're good at something, let's take an easy example. Okay, you're a black belt in karate. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you have this ego mm. that you need to be a good fighter, right? Right. Or it can be in any any given field. And then you go to see something else. And most people shy away because they are have the fear of looking bad, looking like a beginner because they're supposed to have all their shit together, right? right. Uh, but but I love your approach that, hey, I'm going to progress so fast. So can we just talk a little bit more about that? Because mm. I think I can learn a lot from that and and also our our audience. How, how do you really incorporate that? Because there's also a ego like hey i i used to be a national champion or right, I'm, right. I'm i'm supposed to be good at this yeah so in in uh, <clears throat> traditional japanese martial arts there's a mindset they call it shoshin which means beginner's mind uh, and uh, that's an approach that uh, you can apply to anything in life really <clears throat> and uh, I think the second you think you're great at something is the, also the second you stop evolving in it. Uh, so I've always tried to have that beginner's mindset in everything I do. Uh, and my first big realization was at that MMA camp when I came there as a black belt in karate. And I was, uh, I think, yeah, uh, we had already met there because this was 2009 and I came into the yeah. the national team as a junior in 2008. So I was like a national team athlete and I had a black belt and I've been doing this my whole life. And then I realized like, man, I know nothing. This, uh, this uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys can just take me down and choke me out, you know. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I think that was a big, like pivot point for me uh, and as I said like it, it, 
when you start something new, when you're a beginner, you progress so fast, like percentage wise, you start a, a complete new activity, can be art, drawing, a new language, anything, uh, learning something. Uh, you you maybe get 100% or 200% better every time. Uh, and that's really motivating, you know, seeing the improvement. And then when you have done something for maybe 10, 20 years, you can be, be glad to improve like half a percent every time you go train, you know, because you're already so good. Uh, but having that beginner mindset and trying to find your weaknesses because that what you, that's what you can improve most upon. Um, that has been my approach. And and I don't know how, how it works for someone else, but it's really motivating for me to in, in feel constant improvement, you know. And MMA is such a diverse sport. So if I feel I'm stagnating in my wrestling, like nothing is happening, I'm, I'm on a plateau, uh, I can... I can go and focus on boxing for a few weeks and I can find new uh, things to improve in my boxing. And then maybe I feel nothing's happening in the boxing. I go back to submission wrestling for a while. You know, there's always something to work on. Not, not to speak about like cage fighting, like actually wrestling and using the cage as a, as a tool. That's like a complete art in itself. And there's no separate martial art that trains just this aspect. So, so in a sense, like uh, we're all beginners in MMA because it's uh, such a young sport. If you compare it to wrestling or boxing, have been in the Olympics for I don't know how many hundreds of years. Uh, but uh, like the the old Greeks did those uh, competed in those events. But like MMA, we're still seeing new trends emerge every year. Like someone starts to to throw straight kicks to the knee. Suddenly everyone does that. And then someone starts to like trap your hands on the ground to break your posture and punch you. Now this becomes a trend that everyone starts doing that. Then we have leg locks. That was the shit to know for a while. You know, there's always these trends uh, passing on and, and uh, you know, that makes it such a fun sport to follow because everyone is getting better with every year. Awesome. And let's talk about that. You had a seven fight win streak undefeated, and then you get uh, uh, drafted to the UFC. How, how, how did that feel? And uh, how, how was it as far as mindset going into to fight is the same sport, but it's a completely different arena. Yeah. That was the most transforming two weeks of my life because, you know, the UFC is, is like, the pinnacle of the sport there more people probably know what ufc is than the term mma you know uh, and so i had been a professional for four years um, and i had seven straight uh, wins um, with zero losses and every fighter that starts to train imagines themselves being at the top you know fighting for the UFC one day and I, I had that vision like further in the future and then suddenly the UFC comes to my hometown of Stockholm and a Norwegian fighter uh, gets injured has to pull out on a two-week notice and my manager calls me from the United States and says like you can get a shot 
to fight in your hometown in two weeks. It's this guy, he's, um, he's a veteran in the sport. He's been fighting for a long time. He, had, he was 10 years older than me. And uh, it's like, uh, you don't, he said like, you only get this kind of chance once in a lifetime, you know? So I guess I didn't feel completely ready for this because suddenly was here, the opportunity I had been working for my whole career, but I saw it so much further, uh, you know, years later in my, in my career. Uh, but I thought, okay, maybe this chance will never come around again. So I said, yes, I signed the contract and those two weeks was, a roller coaster of emotions <clears throat> because I was going to fight in the Ericsson Globe, which, which is a very iconic arena here in, in Stockholm. Um, and I had built up a lot of hype among Swedish fans because I was undefeated and had a pretty entertaining fighting style. And, and I was a, you know, a young up and comer. <clears throat> so everyone here wanted to see me win, you know, and, and do good in the UFC. Um, and at first, like, uh, I was so stressed out because I had a super dangerous opponent. I didn't want to make a bad first impression. And uh, all the expectation from the fans and the media started to, to build up, you know. Uh, and so every day was a real struggle with the emotions. Like, I had this intense feeling that I, I didn't want to be alone. So I felt I had to surround myself with uh, other uh, people, my family, my friends. Uh, suddenly I was scared to be alone. And I, I've never, ever experienced that before because I like to be by myself. But it was, this was something different. Uh, it felt like I was going to war. like uh, I, Or I've never been to war, but I can imagine it's the same kind of anxiety that you feel. Um so I had a lot of uh, help from my, my kickboxing coach, who is, uh, who is great at mental training and uh, to deal with pressure. Uh, and we did a lot of visualization, like uh, uh, having my headphones on and imagining myself walking out to the fight in the uh, Globe Arena, seeing my opponent. We would, we would do this like guided meditations almost um, to make me more comfortable with the whole scenario. And so when the first week uh, of my training camp was done, I did two sessions a day, trained as much as I I could uh, during that short time frame, just like uh, boosting my my uh, cardio, my VO2 max. Um, then everything like released in the when the fight week rolled in. It was Monday. We had like a media day. Wow, I felt so good, and I was so happy to be there. You know, uh, I had a new suit that a sponsor uh, bought me, uh, and I went to to the media day. I felt great. You know, I could size my opponent up and see him for the first time, and all anxiety ran away because I felt like, wow, uh, I'm so privileged to be here. I should enjoy this moment. I shouldn't fear it. I, I need to uh, like be in the here and now because this is going to be over in, in just a week. And I will look back at it like what happened. So I really tried to, to, uh, 
you know, cherish the moment. And uh, <clears throat> when the fight night came, uh, it felt like I had done that hundreds of times already because of, of all the visualization and mental training. So I had basically no no nerves at all. Like my my heart rate was like a resting, a resting heart rate. And uh, <clears throat> my brother came with me and filmed everything so I can still relive that moment. He is walking in with me with a camera behind my shoulder and I can see like 10,000 Swedish fans standing up in their seats and my name spin spinning around the Ericsson Globe. It, it still gives me goosebumps to this day. Uh, and I just felt so proud of that performance because of what I had gone through emotionally and also did my best physically to prepare in that short time frame. And so even though it was, it was my first loss, I was super happy with my performance and I just felt like, man, I want to do this again. So that was like one of the biggest moments, craziest moments for sure in my lifetime. <laughs> I love I love your mindset, Oliver, and I think this is something that we need to approach more in life because, uh, I mean, you're around athletes and and high performers all the time. I, me too, and I I see this a lot of times. People shy away from from the best opportunities because mm -hmm. of their own fears, yeah. right? Of looking good or uh, fearing fearing failure. Yeah. How? What do you want to say to those people out there? They're kind of their biggest opponent themselves, just mm -hmm. like you were for that week, but you, yeah. you turn it around, which was great. But most people, it gets worse, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why people throw up on the day of the competition. They don't, they don't enjoy the moment. And then their career is over. And even if they accomplish something, they're still not happy because it was just a struggle. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to go through life as a struggle, right? Sure. We want to enjoy it. Yeah, so <clears throat> a big inspiration of mine is Will Smith. And he said, like, uh, the best things in life are on the other side of fear. And I can tell by experience now that this is true. And uh, <clears throat> knowing that and also having a good team supporting you, I think, is super important. Because if I wouldn't have had such a great team of coaches and my family and my training partners I don't know if I would have pulled that off uh, maybe I would have ran into a punch and got knocked out because I would have been so you know tensed up I don't know but uh, as I said like I went in there with such joy and and uh, could really enjoy the moment and I think a lot of that had to do with the support I achieved and also not to forget the mental training because <clears throat> what you say to yourself becomes your reality if you you can see it in your your mind then you can achieve it in in reality so <clears throat> self-talk is super important not only for big performances but in everyday life if you focus on negative stuff like oh my say my knee hurts and you you walk around and and uh, nag about your knee you know okay you just you're just uh, telling yourself you, your knee is gonna hurt so for me my mindset has always been to focus on the positive like what what knee injury i don't have any knee injury i feel fine and i tell myself i'm strong i'm healthy i'm happy every day and that becomes something my body believes in 
so I think positive self-talk is super important. So you can hype yourself up, even if you don't believe in it, fake it until you make it. You know, uh, I, I had to tell myself for a long time that I'm a great fighter. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm strong. I have great cardio. Uh, and I just kept telling myself this. And it sounded fake uh, because I, I didn't have the confidence really to, to, to believe in myself. Uh, but I kept telling myself this over and over and over. And, and after a while, it became my new normal. It became a reality. Um, so I think this is something that people really should, should use. Um, your mind is a super strong tool. It's free. You don't need anyone else to, to tell you you're bad. Uh, you know, positive thinking gets you uh, a long way. And if you don't believe it, keep doing it. And eventually your body is going to adapt and it's going to become reality. Yeah. And, and one thing that I love, I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing well because you're one of those uh, guys that, you know, I remember when we went to that camp the first time in 2008 and uh, you remind me a lot about myself. I wasn't really that good. I was a little bit weird. Uh, funky and uh, people never thought anything special about me but and and I, I remember that with you as well but here we are like 12 years later instead of focusing on that you have been doing the work every day yeah. and I mean it all goes back to the 10,000 hour rule you don't have to be the cockiest have the best physique or the most beautiful or have the linguistics or know it all or come from a rich family or whatever yeah. limiting belief you're putting in your head. You just need to do the work. And people that are seeing you now, they're like, oh, it's super cool. He comes up three straight wins, submissions, uh, knockouts in, in Bellator. But we have to see and go back to this guy who has dedicated his life to doing all those small small steps so first off congrats uh, super super happy to see that it actually shows that if we look at some of the best performers in the world it is guys like you like you're doing your thing every day and it adds up mm. uh, so if you're listening right now and you're like hey i don't have the talent i don't have the means i don't have that you don't need any of that shit you only need to you know Put in 10 years and do something yeah, every day, yeah. you're going to be pretty good, right? True, yeah. Persistence is number one and patience. Actually, this this is the logo of my, of my uh, martial art gym. And you can see there's a little kanji. It's a little sign in there, uh, Japanese calligraphy. Yeah. It's pronounced nin, N-I-N, nin. And it means like... Nin. Uh, persistence, perseverance, like uh, steady improvement. And just like you said, like putting in the work like every day, becoming 1% better. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't have the patience for that because in today's society, everything is so fast. We want fast results. We want instant gratification, you know. Um, so just having a long-term goal and like not... Uh, rushing things too much that is key i think to become successful no matter what path you choose i love that and final question oliver what do you want to say to people listening to this uh, what's your message and what can they how can they use that to start getting closer to their dreams 
today because that's what we're all about. This conversation has been amazing, but if you guys out there listening and watching this aren't taking action, then we we wouldn't even need to record it. Me and Oliver could have had a great time <laughs> by ourselves. So, I mean, uh, what what would you want to tell tell everybody? So there's been a lot of good things we've been talking about, like Shoshin having a beginner's mindset and <clears throat> not focusing on the results, but the process and all of this. But if there's one takeaway message uh, <clears throat> that I want to spread to people, it's try to be your best self. And only you know what that means, because maybe you're not into MMA or karate or whatever, but... <clears throat> Whatever you're doing, I think you, you need to find your passion because that's what you will do best. Something that you truly love doing from your heart, not what anyone else tells you you should do, uh, but what you really enjoy doing. That's what you will become best at. And if you become really good at something, you'll get, as I said, for me, you will, you will get people's eyes and ears and you can be in, an inspiration and really make an impact in their lives too. And I've seen this firsthand also with my brother's YouTube channel, like he's created this great community and it's so much support and love. And these people find, you know, they find each other from two different parts of the world and, and, you know, they can really make an improvement in, in each other's lives because they, they find like another family an extended family, you know, and everyone maybe doesn't have that. So whoever you are and whatever you do, try to be the best person of yourself because it, it will spread ripples on the water and, and you will inspire other people to do the same, which, you know, collectively will make this planet a, a, a nicer place to be with more love. And, and, you know, that's, that's the most important thing, I believe. I love that. And uh, again, a big fan, you're such a great guy and grateful for, for you and all the help you've done for me as well. You, yeah, you, when you were here visiting, you let me come with you guys and train with Yoda Machida. Cool. Yeah. Had him on the show a couple of times and become friends. So I appreciate everything you're doing. And if people want to connect with you, uh, what's the best way? Uh, you can find me on social media, Oliver and Camp. Everything put together. Um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my homepage is olivernkamp.com uh, you can email me there if you have any questions collaborations whatever um, yeah so that's basically it and I try to 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 answer anyone who, who wants to get a hold of me so even though I'm, I'm pretty busy I will give you my attention if you have uh, any questions so Thanks. We appreciate that. And I want to thank you all that are still here, you know, in this day and age, uh, one, one hour in is a long time where most people tend to have a less attention span than a goldfish, which is about <laughs> three seconds. True. So we appreciate you guys. And know if you're here, I think Tom Bilyeu said that it's about 2% of the world population that are interested in this type of long format, you know, deeper conversations. And uh, I want to connect with you guys. I love that you're on a journey. 
So please check us out at ilovesuccess.co. We have more than 200 of these amazing conversations. And I'm just humbled that I get to, you know, share that with you and have these conversations. Also, please reach out to me at Peter Jumrukowski or info at ilsuccess.com. I want to hear about your dreams. I want to hear about what you're struggling with and what you're what you like, what you want to achieve in your life. Also, this is all free. The only thing I ask you to do is share this with somebody that can benefit from this conversation. Maybe give us a review on iTunes so more people can find us or check us out on YouTube. Uh, that's it for today. Thank you guys and see you next week.